All right. Good morning. We are on. Good to be back. We are on. Chaf Gimel Amad Beis. We are getting very close to finishing. We'll finish. Make the siyum. We'll finish on Friday. Make make the siyum next Motzi Shabbos. Everyone is invited, of course. And today's share should be Leila Nishmas Kamil Shai Ben Reza, as well as Ayal's mother and her four Shlem Fiosef Noam Ben Rachel. Also for Ayasatila Basel Tzipora. And as Ariel, and as well as Brachahuva Baschaya Esther, and all Shar, and all all Holy Israel. Okay, so we very quickly we did last week. I don't want to skip it because there's so much to say on it. The very last line of the Mishnah. We're a few lines into the Gemara, but the very last line of the Mishnah. We just just to cover some ground. But I want to go back now. It would be a shame if we don't uh, discuss this, and that is. The last line of the Mishnah, we're very familiar familiar with, probably the most famous uh, Mishnah, Rabbi Hanani ben Akasha Omer, Rotz HaKadosh Baruch Hu Lezakos Yisrael, on top of Chav Kimon Beis, Lefichach, here Balam Tor Mitzvah. Basically, HaKadosh Baruch Hu wanted to be Mezakos, wanted to give us every opportunity to have a Zchus, and therefore he made many, many more Mitzvah. So what does this mean? So if you look at the Rivon, there's about five or six different Pshatim we're going to... Uh, we're going to uh, <coughs> delve into this morning. And the second line in Rosh in the Rivan on top, Lazakos Israel, Kideshu Mikablin Schar, Bimashimonin Atzmin Averos. The fact that we're able to not do Averos, that in itself warrants us to get Schus and Schar. Lefichach here, Bolahan, therefore Gosh who made so many more Averos that it's easy for us to refrain from. We all inherently hate and we're, we're, we're grossed out by eating worms and, and different shkatsim. Akash Baruch didn't have to go ahead and asser it. The fact that he assered it is to give us extra brownie points so we can feed mezakas. That undermines the logic. Meaning? You're telling me that you get schar because you avoided it. So then, if I'm going to avoid it anyway because of my natural aversion, so, so what? Right. So, the, so there are those, right. So it's actually, I, I believe it's the Rabbim says you only actually get schar for something you want to do and you're withholding. The logic says it. You're right. Right. So, so there are a lot of people who take issue with this with Rivon. The Rambam, for example, says that you only get schar for a mitzvah, that, for, for not doing a mitzvah, an Avera that you would have wanted to do. But you're right. This basically himself shoots himself in the foot if he's saying that the reason you wouldn't have done it anyway, but Gosh Baruchon gave it to us as a tzivoy, so you be <clears throat> you get extra brownie points. You're right. Okay. And then he says, Shein lecha adam, shein o ketzman. Everyone's disgusted by these things. Ela kadei shekablu schar al sheparshin mehen. So really, the reason you get schar from them, says the Rivon, is because you're parish from it. And that's why, Kodesh Baruch that's what Rav Hananya ben Akash is referring to. The Rambam, his parish of Mishnai, famously says that if anyone would ever do a mitzvah in Bishle Musa entirely, perfectly, with the right kavanos, he would be zochet to Olam Haba. One mitzvah. All you have to do is one mitzvah, kedasu kedin, with the right intentions, with the right kavanas, and you have a straight shot to olam haba. Therefore, since we all have different personalities and different tendencies and proclivities, therefore, Gosh Baruch made so many different mitzvahs that it would be impossible for any person not to have at least one mitzvah in his back pocket that he could excel at. So when it says, <clears throat> he was marbet mitzvahs, so that everyone can find their niche, everyone can fulfill at least one mitzvah perfectly, says the Rambam, and therefore you have your straight shot to Olam Haba. Now, there's a fascinating Sefer Chinoch mitzvah. Please. Just to finish up with the Rebun, maybe what the Rebun is saying is that here, 
not that he means mitzvahs and avodas, but here I'm going to say like this five lavin, and then I, like I know when I check bugs, I'm like I better check it because it's five lavin if I eat an if I eat an ant, right? So my natural revulsion to eating an ant, but that's not my logic. I'm saying it's five of them. Like why would you go ahead and risk it? I tell my kids better check every piece of lettuce because it's like five lavin. It's stupid. Like don't saying eat an egg. It has a blood spot. Like it's stupid to eat blood. It's six lobs or whatever it is. So that's what. So that's here, but it's like, by by us saying it's six, it's four, it's two, it's whatever it is. It's like it's adding it on, and then you're showing people with the extra stringency that you're doing it because of the mitzvah, not because of your natural. Revolt. Beautiful. It's more in line with the sefer chinuch. So the sefer chinuch is a perfect segue. The sefer chinuch a mitzvah tough test Zion, four hundred sixteen yeah. says as follows. What? That's why I said that. So four, it's a four hundred sixteen. The Sefer Chinuch is discussing this for losis ava. You're not allowed to desire, and he says that losis ava even applies to bnei noach. Bnei noach we know only has seven mitzvahs, right? Alav beis gimel dalad every menachai berchas hashem. They can't curse hashem gimel gazela dalad din and the big three. <coughs> Where does don't covet? Where don't be jealous? Where does that fit into the big seven? So says the Sefer Chinuch that it falls under gazela. That the Bnei Noach only have seven mitzvahs, but their umbrellas for many, many, many more protim individual aspects. That's only considered one, as opposed to us, says says the Sefer Chinuch. Kadosh Baruch Hu separated and disentangled all of them to give us six hundred thirteen mitzvahs, so that we could be mekayim so many more mitzvahs. Sort of what you're saying, that each aspect of gezela by us is very is a unique mitzvah or an avera, whereas. By the Bnei Noach, he says this in the context of this mitzvah. By Bnei Noach, there are seven mitzvahs. Losis Avid, don't covet, actually falls under the gazela. Why? Because he didn't want to give them more chances to do good. In other words, Gosh Baruch was happy giving them seven. By us, by making each <coughs> prat, each detail, a separate mitzvah, says the Chinuch. That, and he brings this, 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 um, this Mishnah. That's what Rechani Ben Akash was referring to. When he says that we can be marba, Kosh Baruch Hu disentangled us, give us that many. If we, if we don't do one, we fulfill 17 mitzvahs, as opposed to B'nai Noach, where everything's under one mitzvah. <coughs> the Nitziv, in his Emek She'ela, the Parshas Hazino, gives his very famous um, uh, opinion, or uh, Svara, that there are two different types of mitzvahs. We know there's a mitzvah, all mitzvahs require a Heksha mitzvah, a preparatory stage. For example, we know you sit in a sukkah. The mitzvah is yeshiva besukkah. But in order to make to, to sit in a sukkah, you must make a sukkah, right? We discussed this in the past. Yerushalmi says you make a brach on it. The Bible says you don't. But in any event, there's two types of mitzvah, says the Nitziv in Parshas Hazinu. A mitzvah, heksha mitzvah, ksuva bekra, where the preparatory stage is written in the Torah. Where the preparatory stage is not written in the Torah, for example. When it says Chagasukos Taaselecha Vaasisem Tzitzis Chsavtem Amzos Besach Vishrecha Mezuzah the mitzvah is to affix it to your doorpost, but it mentions to write it. The mitzvah of Tzitzis is Uriisem also. Yet the Torah says Vaasisem you make it. So there are certain types Chagasukos Taaselecha, but the mitzvah is Yeshiva Besukah. Besukos Teishvu Shivas Yamin. But yet the Torah goes out of its way to mention the preparatory stage. Where's preparatory and like Bikachol? 
Well, the question is, Bikr Cholm is the Doraisa the Rabbanan. So the Rambam says everything falls under Vafta Doracha Kamocha. But there is no mitzvah. So the Gemara in Sota Daf Yudalev says, Mahu Rachum Afatorachum. Just like Rosh Baruch Hu's Mavakar Cholim, you have to be Mavakar Cholim. Just as he is Nicham Avelim, you do Nicham Avelim. We emulate Valachat Medrachav. It doesn't actually say anywhere in the Torah you have to do Bikr Cholim. It doesn't actually say anywhere. So, According to many opinions, the Rabbanon. According to the Rambam, it all falls under the umbrella of Ahavta Lurecha Kamocha. Let's go on to the Fyodalif. It says, Mahu Bakacholim, Afata Bakacholim, Mahu Nichemavelim, Afata Nichemavelim. In any event. So, so the Nitziv says, the reason why Kaddish Baruchu, the Nafkamin, as we'll get to in a second, but the reason why Kaddish Baruchu put the Heksha Mitzvah Suva Perkra to give us extra schar. That's his explaining of Echananya Ben Akasha. Obviously, in order to sit in a sukkah, you have to build a sukkah. In order to wear tzitzis, you have to make tzitzis. In order to have a, a, a mezuzah, you have to write a mezuzah. The fact that Gosh Baruch went out of his way to dafka, use up real estate in the Torah to mention the Heksha Mitzvah is to give us schar. That's what he's referring to. That's what Rabbi Hanani ben Akash is referring to. That's shot number four. Just as an aside, there are practical ramifications that we say there's certain mitzvahs, Heksha Mitzvah Ksuvah Bekra. For example, the Rambam in Hilcha Shab is Paraklamid. So the Rambam discusses there are four mitzvahs on Shabbos, right? There are four mitzvahs. What does he say? He quotes the Pesach from Yeshaya, and the Rambam starts off, the last parak in Hilchah Shabbos, says, there are four different parts mentioned in Shabbos, from the Torah, Shnaim, Midivrei Sofrim, two are Minat Torah, Zachar and Shomer, we know, and Shnaim, Midivrei Sofrim, two are, and him before Russia, and they know him, and the this is born in Yeshaya, Shabbat Torah, Zachar Vishamar, we know the Torah, it says Zachar Vishamar, Zachar is all the assays, Shomer is all the los assays, we learn our Kiddush from Zachar. What two are by, mentioned by Yeshaya? Kavod v'oneg. Shenemar v'karas l'shabbos oneg l'shem echubad. Kavod and oneg is mentioned in Yeshaya. It's a hechsher mitzvah k'suva b'kra. Okay? Kavod and oneg. What's the difference of kavod and oneg, by the way? So the Gra says, the Vilna Gaon famously says that kavod is anything you do before Shabbos. Oneg is anything you do on Shabbos. So, <clears throat> in Paraklamid, where the Rambam discusses Kavod Shabbos, he says, wear ksus nakia, set, you know, get dressed, take a shower, set your table, Erev Shabbos, everything's Erev Shabbos. Onik Shabbos, anything you do on Shabbos. Happens to be there's one mitzvah, he discusses Onik Shabbos in Parak Hay, he discusses Kavod Shabbos in Parak Lamid, and the Rav points out the only mitzvah that's mentioned actually in both is Halakas Neros. Halakas Neros, says the Rav, is a key in both. You light it before to welcome the Shabbos, but it gives you joy on Shabbos, it lights up the house, right? Why do we have it? So you don't bang into walls. And all the times, there was no lights. So, so now, that's Shabbos. So the Vilna Gon, sorry, the uh, the the uh, Nitziv says the famous Nafkaminas. Any hechsher mitzvah suva bekrot says the the, the Nitziv, it's a mitzvah bo yosemi b'shlucho. Anytime you have a chance, you can go ahead and make a shaliach shaliach shalad kaboso. I can appoint Steve as a messenger, and as if I did the mitzvah. Says in the Tziv, any time this preparatory stage is specifically mentioned in the Torah, it's a bigger mitzvah if I do it than I appoint the shaliach. Which basically means if your wife tells you to vacuum Erev Shabbos, don't put it off on your kids, right? You didn't want to hear that, Ayal, but that's the truth, right? <clears throat> Kavod Shabbos is anything done Erev Shabbos. And it's a hechstra mitzvah suva bekra. And the Tziv says that any mitzvah... Well, what? Oh, very good. We'll, re- we'll erase she's, that. She's doing, it her, she's doing it for you. No, I think you should send it directly to her. I think I should just send this. <laughs> that, that was Shlomo who said that. <laughs> so anyway, so um, married 25 years, it doesn't matter. Um, so basically, 
Um, so that's one nafkmi. Another nafkmi would be whether you make a brachan or not. If the hachshamit's a super you might make a brachan, which might explain why the Ushalmi says to go ahead and make a bracha on, on building a sukkah. Another nafkamina might be, it's interesting, if you look at the mechaber, the very last halacha of Yom Kippur and the very first halacha of Sukkot, he says, miyat, right away after Yom Kippur's finished, go build a sukkah. And it might be, he says, it, two, two halachas in a row, the last halacha of Hilchah Shem Kippur and the first halacha of Hilchah Sukkot, and it might be, because the Hachim Mitzvah Mitzvah Mitzvah, if you want to do a mitzvah right after Yom Kippur, to show you starting off the new year, should have said, open a Gemara, start learning. He says, go build a sukkah. So, <clears throat> according to the tzivah, it makes sense, because it's a hechshah mitzvah. It's a higher status, so it's not a regular hechshah mitzvah. It's not like buying a lulav. A lulav buying a lulav doesn't say, it says lekachten, that's the mitzvah, lekicha. You take the lulav, you shake it. It doesn't say buy a lulav, it's not mentioned, it's not a hechshah mitzvah. Building a sukkah is, and that's why maybe, <clears throat> excuse me, some explain why the first, uh, uh, the mitzvah, right after Yom Kippur, is to go ahead and build a sukkah. Anyway, so that's another possible, enough, n- another explanation. The Nitziv, where he says that what Hanani Benikash was referring to was all the Hechshar mitzvah, Haksuva Bikra. Now, it's interesting that there's a Ponim Yafos. Ponim Yafos, by the way, is a Seder Afla. He said for Afla, he was the Rebbe of the Chassam Sofer. So in Parshas Dvarim, he says on a Pasuk, he says there are certain mitzvahs, coming to explain also, Rebbe Ben Kashi says there are certain mitzvahs that we inherently enjoy that gives us physical pleasure. I don't have to tell you what they are, but you can imagine. Kaddish Baruch Hu didn't have to tell us to go ahead and do Ona, for example. We would have done it anyway, right? <clears throat> the fact that he made it a mitzvah is to give us char. That's what he says. That's another explanation. And lastly, there's a marasha. The marasha says, it's interesting. How many, we're going to see in the last line of the Gemara, on, on the bottom of the page, how many mitzvahs say are there? There are 248, Arivarim, and there's 365 losases. We all know it's easier to, not to do an Aveira than it is to do a mitzvah. To not do an Aveira is Sheva Taisi. Sit back and you relax and you refrain from doing any activity. To be active and get up and go do a mitzvah is, takes more energy, takes more effort. So HaKadosh Baruch Hu purposely made 365 losases, many more losases than ases, to give us more chance to get more schar. So these are the six, six possibilities, okay? <clears throat> we have the Rivan on the hair. Gosh Baruch said, even those mitzvahs that would be abhorrent to us, like not eating the shkatzim uh, and ramasim, Gosh Baruch made it a mitzvah. The Rambam says that any person who does one mitzvah bishle musa is kono olam haba, and therefore Gosh Baruch made so many different variations, 613, so that every single person can find at least one mitzvah he could do perfectly. The mitzvah we saw in the Chinuch, <clears throat> That Kosh Baruch Hu only gave them seven, and in that seven, there's many, many different branches and tolados, the Benenach, but us, he separated each one to give us a full schar for each independent mitzvah. We have the Nesiv, Hechshah Mitzvah, Ksuvah, Bakra, gives us schar like a mitzvah. Then we saw the Marashok says there were 365 more losases, more than the 248, so that we're able to be Mekayim more mitzvahs with, with less activity, so to speak, with less effort. And the Padam Yafos, who, uh, who discussed that if there's certain mitzvahs that we inherently get Hanar from, Kosh Baruch Hu didn't have to necessarily make an Avera, uh, make it a mitzvah for us to do, but he wanted us to be mizakas and the Fichach here by him, Torah u mitzvahs. Okay, so that was just to go back a few lines. And now where we left off, we we're discussing that if someone gets Kares, sorry, if someone gets Malkos, they're Potter from Kares. We discussed this whole controversy with Maharei Beirav and the Mahalbach from Yerushalayim and Svas after the Spanish Inquisition, whether they wanted to get, to get uh, Smicha or not. <coughs> And uh, 
Right, we said the Maharei uh, Beirav wanted to give the uh, rumor has it that he got uh, smicha. He gave it to the Kesef Mishnah to Rabbi Yosef Karo. He gave it to the Al Sheikh and Rav Chaim Avital, so on and so forth. In any event, so the question is, they said, how do you know that if someone actually gets Malkus or Pat from Karis, did anyone go up to Shemayim and ask? So that's what we're up to. So we're up to Amar um, Avada We are. Let's see, two, four, six, eight, ten, ten lines in the wide lines down. Chav Gimel on the top. Amar Avada Barava, Amar Avada Lach Rav Chanani Ben Gamliel, who says your Pater Amar Yosef Mansalik Leila, that says that you if you actually get Malkus, you be Pater from Karis Mansalik Leila. Also, Amar, did anyone actually go up to Shemayim and find out if someone is in fact Pater from? <coughs> From Malka, from Karis, so the Gemara says, "Amar Leibaye Ella Hada Amar Rishu Ben Levi." Just like Rishu Ben Levi says, "Shlosha Dvarm Asu Bezin Shalmata." There are three things that were decided and decreed upon by the Bezin Shalmata. Viskim Bezin Shalmala the other, and and this Bezin Shalmala Kivyach Kadosh Baruch Hu was masking him to them. Mansalik Leilav Asu Amar. Did anyone go up and actually find out? In other words, Rishu Ben Levi said a statement. He doesn't know for sure that anyone went up to Shemayim and asked Baruch if he was asking to these three things that were decreed, enacted by Beis and Shalmata. No, we base it on Psokim. We find Psokim that it seems that Kodesh Baruch was masking, and therefore we, we can say the same thing over here. When it says Gufa, so what are those three things that Rishu Ben Levi said, that uh, three things that were enacted three uh, new uh, concepts that were enacted by Bezin Shalmata that Bezin Shalmala was maskim. One, that they enacted the concept of Kriyas Megillah on Purim. Number two, She'ela Shalom. When we say good morning, we say Shalom Aleichem, the name of Hashem, is Shalom, one of the names is Shalom. So we, we're, are we not violating Losisa? The last one is Making Meiser. What does Avas Meiser mean? So we know when Cyrus became, after the Babylonian uh, Empire, uh, the Persians took over, and Koresh allowed the Jews to go back. Good morning, Jason. The, the Koresh allowed the Jews to go back to build the Beis Amikdash. So Ezra pleaded with everyone to come back, and it says only about 35,000 people came back. The Levium were glaringly not present, they were absent. And so therefore, Ezra punished them, so to speak, where Chavkim uh, Lombez. So Ezra punished them and said that not only you're supposed to get Maiserishon, right? We know Truma goes to the Kohen, Maiserishon goes to Levium, but because you didn't come back to Eretz Yisrael, then I'm going to allow the Kohanim to get a piece of the Maiserishon also. That was the Tekhanas Ezra. Okay, the another possibility was that Chizkiyot said that not only are you chayev to do uh, Maiserishon on Dagon, which is the Torah's obligation on wheat, even on fruits and vegetables. So it's not clear exactly what the... Havas Meiser was either that the Kohanim get a chalik now take away a little bit from Levim as a punishment that Ezra enacted because they didn't come back to to, to Eretz Yisrael during the second uh, base of English when Koresh allowed them to return or whether King Chizkiah also decreed that uh, Meiser Rishon should also be on fruits and and vegetables whereas the Torah requires it on, on Dagon. These are the three things. What's so bad about these three things? So the Ritva we just alluded to them. Ritva says each one is a problem. Mikra Megillah may be Baltosif, you're not allowed to go in Los Sigra or Los Osif. You're not allowed to add on anything. And this was a whole new enactment. The, <clears throat> the Ritva says, by the case of Shela Shalom, Losisa. You're not allowed to violate Hashem's name. We say Shalom Aleichem. Shalom is one of the seven names of Hashem. And lastly, if, it's, if the Torah says you can only go ahead and give Maiserishon to the Levium, 
who was Ezra to go ahead and say you can even give it to the Kohanim. So these are the three things that we know that, that um, Bezin Shamala was Maskim. <coughs> Mark continues, Mikra Megillah, how do I know that the Kodesh Baruch was maskim d'chsev? Kimu v'kiblu ha-Yehudim, shekimu l'mala, ma shekiblu l'mata. So whatever they accepted down below, they accepted above in Shemayim as well. Meaning, to Kriyas Megillah number two. Pa'ashe'el ha-shalom d'chsev, v'inei Boaz bon v'eslechem v'yom al-kosim ha-shem machem. So in Rus it says, when Boaz comes to greet the harvesters, he says, v'yom al-kosim, he says to them, ha-shem machem, Hashem should be with you. It also says, and we see the use of the name Hashem in his greeting. Omer, he also says, Omer, Hashem imcha gibrachayel by um, by Gidon. It also says the Malach says to him that Hashem should be with you, O strong one. So what do you mean? Why do we need a second one? My, what's my Omer? We just brought a raya from from Boaz and say for us. Why do I need from Shoftim with Gidon? So the Gemara answers, Just because Boaz said it, how do I know that Gosh Baruch was masking to it? How do I know the Bezin Shamala was in agreement that you can use Shem Hashem when you greet someone? Boaz was a regular person. It doesn't say that he, uh, that he had um, the Haskam of Gosh Baruch Hu. Therefore, Tashma, um, The Gemara also brings another proof from a Malach. The Malach wouldn't have used it unless Kodesh Baruch Hu was masking. So that is the second example that Shuban Levi says. And the third one's Havas Meiser. <coughs> why, not, why not? Why not what? He's a Malach. He, it is a Malach. Like, maybe... He did it without the cons... Malachim to do it, but not people. Malachim are commanded. They don't have Averis and Mitzvahs. They're not commanded not to say Hashem. They, they, they have no free will. They have no free will. Kodesh Baruch Okay. No, I, but, what do you see but, from the fact that Amal did it that a human can? Because Lamal is skin. But he's saying it's a scheme only... Because they're heavenly creatures. So, okay. so maybe that's why they brought and both. It doesn't mean that humans can do it. We're trying to bring a proof that humans are allowed to do it. We're saying Amal did it. Thank you very much. But Amal did it to a human, so possibly that... May, he may that Gidon said back. Right, but maybe... Like Gidon said it and the Malach answered. Maybe, right, but maybe he used it as an example. In other words, if the Malach did it to a human, it's possible that he wanted us to learn from it. I hear your question. Okay, and even by Avos Meister, the Gemara says, "Zechsev, have you as Kolam Meister based on Otsar?" Rosh says in, in, in Malachi, "Bring all the Meister to the base Otsar. Be tefer basically there will be bounty in my house." Vechanuni no abezos. You can test me with this. Amasham Svakos im lo eftach lechem as arubas hashemai. If I don't open all the windows in the heavens, I recosim lechem adbili die, and I will make give you supply you enough until you say adbili die. Nor says this is a very famous song. My adbili die. What's Gosh Baruch mean that until you have, until you say enough? I'm Rabbi Rami. At shegivlu until your lips get tired. Sif sosechem milomar die until your lips get so tired that you say enough. Just very quickly, <clears throat> another limit of much kiblu v'kiblu. We know that we we discussed this in the past. Shabbos da peches just came to mind that kafalim harkigis vayeshu v'tachta sahar. It says that B'nai Israel sat on Matan Torah at the bottom of the heart, and we know that Akash Baruch Hu lifted up the mountain, Kafalim Harkigigis. He said, either accept my Torah or Hashem take Varaskan. If you don't accept my Torah, I'm going to drop the mountain, and that will be your burial place. So I don't understand. They already said Nasav Nishma. It turns out, by the way, Nasav Nishma was said after Kafalim. One is in Yisra, one is in Nishpatim. But in any event, assuming that Ein Mucha Muktam Torah, that there's no order in the Torah, as Rashi holds, as opposed to the Ramban, but Rashi holds that there is Mukta Mukha Torah. Then, assuming that Nasa Vinishma came first, before Akash Baruch to force them to accept the Torah, if the Jews already said Nasa Vinishma, they already accepted, we accept it. Why did Akash Baruch have to threaten them? Either accept my Torah 
or otherwise I'll drop this mouth on you and there will be your bad place, I'll kill you. So we discussed, I think I, we discussed this, there are multiple answers. One of them was Tosfos and says it was, Tosfos says he was afraid that they were going to go ahead and be renege on their, on their, uh, on their, once they re- actually, they said not sufficient, once they understood all the pratim, all the requirements, all the chumras, they would have reneged. There's a mendrish that says that what they accepted initially, Nasev Nishma, was the Torah Bechtav. Kofalim Hargigis HaKadosh had to force him to accept, force them to accept Torah Shabbat Peh. That was much harder. Until Kimu Vikiblu, Masha Kiblu Kvar. Until Purim came, when the Jews accepted willingly the Torah Shabbat Peh. So that's another limud of Kimu Vikiblu. We, we did give one example before. We gave the Maharal. Maral said, we discussed this, when we were discussing rape, right, we are discussing about whether it's a, uh, <clears throat> a, not lavanita klase, whether if a man rapes a woman, or he has to, he has to marry her. And we said that the, he brings an example of the Maral from that, from that vile example, but the Maral brings, he says, sometimes to make a stronger connection, you have to force it on someone. When something's voluntary, once you don't have a willing partner anymore, they can go ahead, that relationship is broken. And he brings an example. When you rape someone, which is honest, against her will, forcing her, says the Ramchal, the Naharal. You can never divorce her because any relationship that came by force is a much stronger one. By Mefateh, if you seduce somebody, the Gemara doesn't say, you know, you can never divorce her. Dafka, by raping someone, the, Gemara says, the Torah says, you can never get rid of her. That's why the Maral says HaKadosh Baruch had to force us. He knew what was better for us. It's not a voluntary acceptance. When we accepted the Torah, it was by force. Those are much stronger. Those are much more, um, <clears throat> they'll weather the storm and the length of time. We can never get out of that relationship. And he brings the eye from Anus. That's why the Maral says HaKadosh Baruch had to force us. That he had to force us because it makes a much stronger bond. Okay. Stronger and eternal. And eternal, correct. He's saying, in my storehouse, I'll, I'll give you enough. He says, there'll be, there'll be bounty in my house. Oh, so, that, oh, so, so not, not Leviim. So he says that... The, the, no, no, you're asking a good question. In other words, what was, what was the enactment? Oh, so, the, so there were three possible enactments, to be honest with you. One is that the Leviim get the Maeser Rishon and the Kohan, share with the Kohanim. Two is that you have to go ahead and put it on the... Uh, you have to give Maiserishon also on fruits and vegetables, not just Dagon. The third one was Kiskiyo said you put all the stuff together in the in the in the base of Mikdash and Lishka, and the Kohanim Levim can take. You don't give it directly to the Levim. So he says, just put it in my house. Gosh Baruch says, just put everything, all the bounty in my house, meaning that the Levim and Kohanim can share it. It's not just for the Levim. That's the Limud. Okay, he says Tara for Basi. There'll be there'll be a bounty in my house, and basically. Now that they went ahead and they, they, they put everything together for the Kohanim and Levim, they didn't separate it for Levim, that's what it is referring to. Okay. No, the Salimudo is a given Lishka. If you look at it, they changed the place where you put it. That's what they bring on the bottom here. Okay. I wonder, I think the Rivon may even say it. Um, Everything about Kohen is happening, that he's going around and trying, all that stuff is out the window. So Anastova, yeah. yeah. Well, no, it wasn't permanent. It doesn't, it doesn't happen? It wasn't permanent. Um, I think it says it here. Let me see. Here, look. Look at the Rivon. 
towards the middle of the towards two thirds down from the middle lines. They put it all together. So Levim and the Kohanim had, had um, equal access to it. Good? See the Rivon? Yeah, but they brought it to a place in the base of the Levim were allowed to go to. And, and the Kohan, yes, and the Kohanim also had Yes, but the Kohanim had access to the Maiserishon, which before the Sinaquin, they normally didn't take any Maiserishon. Okay, Viter. Mar says. <coughs> There are three separate cases where we see that Ruach HaKodesh intervened. One in the Bezin of Shem, one is the Bezin of Shmuel Aramasi. Shmuel was the Navi when, when, before B'nai Israel had a Melech, and he was the one who appointed Shaul, and eventually um, Shlomo, uh, David, I mean. And the last one is based in the Shlomo. So what are these three examples? We all know the story of Tamar, right? Yehuda had three children. The first one married Tamar, he died. The second one married Tamar, he also died. He had one Shelah, he had one heir and owner with the first two. He had a third son, Shelah, and he did not want Shelah to marry Tamar because the first two didn't end well for them. So he hit him and he said, yeah, when he gets older. And when he gets older, he ran... He didn't marry. So Tamar really wanted to go ahead and be fulfilled the mitzvah of Yibum. She wanted to have offspring from the Zera of, of Yehuda. So she dressed up as a uh, night walker and uh, Yehuda um, had relations with her. Nice way of saying it, right? The oldest profession in, in the book. And um, you have to say, <clears throat> So basically, um, when, she, when Yehuda found out when Yehuda found out that she was pregnant and he had given her, she, she said to him, instead of paying me, give me some stuff. So he put collateral. He gave her a, a, a stick. He gave her a, a coat, right? And what happened? When Yehuda found out that Tamar was pregnant, he said, take her out. Vitisarif. He should burn her. That was in the Bezdin of Shem. He gave her uh, the, the, um, the psak that was, the verdict was, burn her. She, she was Mazana because she was supposed to do Yibo. She was the, the daughter of shame. Of shame, yes. That's but it, why she got burned. Correct, correct. What I'm saying, but she, she wanted to do Yibum with one of the children, either with Shela or Yehuda. And Yehuda thought she must have gotten pregnant for someone, someone else. <clears throat> he didn't realize. And then she says, Hakarna, do you remember? Whose stick is this? Whose coat is this? Then she said, Sadkameni, she was right. Now, the question is, how did Yehuda know that he was the one who actually impregnated her? Just like she was a Zona, and she may have slept, she slept with him, maybe she slept with someone else. How did he know that she's the correct one, that he got pregnant from her? Yes, she had his articles of clothing as collateral, but she may have taken it from 50 men. We don't know. How did Yehuda say that, leave her alone, I, I'm at fault, I was the one who impregnated her, she's, she's correct, I'm the wrong one. Maybe it was someone else. Townspeople said that there's never a, there was no other zona here, right? But it may have been a, d- a different town, maybe in a different town. Who said it was only by, by, by this town? <clears throat> so the Pasuk says, How did he know that? Just as he did, had relations with her, maybe someone else had, maybe that was the father. So it turns out. So a baskol came out and he said, I'm revealing the hidden ones. And basically, Baruch said, I'm asking to Yehuda, 
that he was the one. Second case. What's the second case where Bosco came out? <coughs> Shmuel when, took great umbrage when B'nai Israel asked for a king. Shmuel was the Navi. This was the first time that B'nai Israel asked for a king. And while he was appointing and anointing Shaul, he basically said, I want you guys to testify, to be witnessed in front of me before Hashem and before the anointed one, meaning Shaul. Did I take from anyone? Did I steal from anyone? Ashore, <coughs> excuse me. Did I take anything from anyone? Um, you did not take anything from us. You didn't ransack us. You didn't take advantage of us. You didn't take anything from anyone. Because in other words, you felt that he was being maligned, but the fact that they wanted a king in place of him, or in addition to him, he felt that he was being maligned, that he did something wrong. You want to show, they're not asking for a king because I wronged them. They want a king to be like the other nations, but not that I did anything wrong. But Yomer, aid Hashem, ve'id mishicho, says, I want a Baruch Hu to be an aid, and I want the anointed one, Shaul, the king, to be a You didn't find any wrongdoing in my hands, Vayomer aid. And he said, We are witness. Gemara says, Vayomer? Vayomer If all of B'nai Israel were the Aidim, or at the very least, Akash Baruch Hu and Shaul, it should be Vayomru. And they said, What's Peshat? And he said, I'm an aid? It must be a Baruch Hu. Yatsus Basko over Amra Ani Aid Badavarza. Oh, we're gonna see that in a second. Beautiful. Okay, very good. That's what Gemara is going to question in a minute. And then the last, the basis of Shlomo, we're familiar with the first case, the very famous case in Malach and Aleph, Paragimel, where these two women are sleeping in the same house, and they both are uh, new parents, they both gave birth to a boy, and one woke up in the middle of the night to find that his child had died, so she switched the baby in the morning. The other one says, this is not my baby, she's lying next to the crib who has a dead baby, they come to Shlomo, and Shlomo says, cut him in half. And the mother's, the real mother says, no, 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 I'd rather her have it. I don't want to cut my baby in half. So Shlomo says, she must be the real mother because she had Rachmanus on it. The other one said, no, no, cut the baby in half. I'll get half and she'll get half. Obviously, that wasn't the real mother because no mother would say that. So the truth is, <coughs> the one who said, don't cut it in half, she is the mother. How do you know that? Dilma, maybe the woman knew that if she said that, don't kill the baby, she would get the baby. Meaning, she knew Shlomo's logic. She had reverse psychology. No, 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 no. It's, I love the baby so much. Don't, oh, you must be the mother. Maybe she knew that. Maybe she was playing Shlomo. So, no, Akadosh Baruch Hu came out and said to Shlomo, she is the mother. <clears throat> now we're going to get to... How do you know it wasn't a such thing. Maybe he came out loud and said, he, uh, maybe not Shlomo. Tabasco is usually heard by other people from Himo. But I'm saying, but from there, Shlomo knew that she was the correct mother. The Gemara continues. Amar Rava, Mimai. Well, this is just one example that is smart. He was the smartest person of all time. No, they said to him, oh, wow, he's so smart. Oh, if they, if heard of the speaker, they'd be like, oh, the loudspeaker. Tr- yeah, the truth is, but word spreads, maybe necessarily not every, you know, word spreads about his fame, but it could be, <laughs> could be. So Amarov, Mimai, Dilma, Yehuda came to Chashiv Yarche Yomi. How do we know that a Basco came out and said to Yehuda that Yehuda is the right one, that Yehuda is the one that said that, that I gave, that I fathered her, I uh, fathered uh, the, the child? Dilma, Yehuda, maybe came to Chashiv Yarche Yomi. He did the Cheshbon. He counted out nine months, nine months ago. I was, I slept with her, and he figured it out. Visromi, and based on that, he figured it out. 
The chazinan machskinan, lo chazinan lo machaskinan. What's zecher is zecher, and what's not zecher is not zecher. Basically, Yehuda knew that he was with her nine months ago. To say that maybe someone else was with her, there's no chazak. He didn't see that, so he's not going to say that maybe it was someone else. So you don't have to say a basko came out. It's just svara. Remember we discussed in the past where you, by Egla Rufa, if you have a rove and a chazaka, which one comes first? We said the closest city, but not if it's a smaller city. If it's a bigger city, that's a little further away, rove trumps chazaka. Rav Hanna Wasman has a beautiful piece. Why rove trumps chazaka? But anyway, chazaka is, you know, we rely on something if it's likely. Here, we're saying that he knows that he definitely slept with her nine months ago. He's going to say, no, maybe it wasn't me. Maybe someone else slept with her at that time. So as Gmar says, if we didn't see it, you can't rely on it. So to say that a baskal came out, it's, you don't, you're not forced to say that a baskal came out. Maybe you just say that in his mind, he realized it. You don't have to say that Akash Baruch Hu said, I agree with you that you were the father. He could have figured it out on his own. Also, it's even more than that. <clears throat> because A, he knows Tamar's character from beforehand. And she has, he has also, yeah, what? And beyond that... Um, that, um, it's, it's not just a math thing, it's the... That's what I... That she had the articles? No, no, no. Yeah, of course the articles, it, it gives evidence, and then it gives also the time frame, uh, and something else that he knew, but I was. Okay, okay, you're right. And then also by Shmuel, This is what uh, Ed said. Many times, many times, Vayichan Yisrael, by, by, uh, right? Um, right? In other words, we have plenty of times where B'nai Israel is referred to in the singular. So when it says Vayomer, they said, we'll testify, we'll be, serve as a witness, that you didn't do anything wrong, Shmuel. It doesn't necessarily mean that it had to be a Kosh Bring a pastor here, I'm no Shabbat Hashem. It's also singular, Yisrael no Shabbat Hashem. Vayichan Yisrael, Neganar. So there are plenty of times where B'nai Israel is referred to in the singular, when there's unity. And Od Maksher, and also Shlomo Nami, also by Shlomo also it says, You don't have to say that it was. You can say that she undermined him by doing reverse psychology. But you don't have to say that. It's very possible that Shlomo just went ahead and figured it out on his own, right? based on the one who had Rachmanus and one who didn't have Rachmanus. So you don't have to invoke that there was a, uh, that there was a basketball by all three. So the Gemara says, yeah, El Gemara, you're right. You don't have to. We'll just learn it out. You don't, in other words, you don't necessarily have to have Psukim to show. You're right. All these three can be Svara. You don't need the Basco, but we learn it out from the Pesukim itself. That, uh, that, that, not from the itself, we learn out from the Mesorah that these are what happened. You don't have to necessarily learn out that, um, that um, each one had a Basco. So all, the Gemara says you can learn out. Either way, we see three examples where, um, where the Bezin Shalmata made something and Bezin Shalmala was masking, whether by Shmuel, by Yehuda, or by Shlomo. Tomorrow, I thought we'd get to it today, but tomorrow we have some fascinating stuff on, because the next sugya is really amazing about the, how we get to 613 mitzvahs. Rav Simlai says the 613 mitzvahs. It says 611 was Gematria of, of Morasha, and then two, Kosh gave us the first two Dibros. So 611 and two is 613. How do you get to 613? Did we start with 613? We knew we had the 613, yet count backwards? Or did he actually count up the mitzvahs and get to 613? So almost all that we show in them agree that we started with 613, and now you have to work way back. 
The only one that says that you actually counted up all 613 was the Bahag, Baalachos Gedolos, who happened to have been the first one to make a minion of mitzvos. After him came the Rambam, the Chinuch, Smag, the Smak, Yireim, the Ramban. We have plenty of people who wrote, say, for mitzvos. The first one was the Bahag. The Bahag actually says you count up the mitzvos, you get the 613. Every other, pretty much every other Mona uh, mitzvos basically says, no, we know there's a Mitzvah of 613, and now we have to work backwards to go ahead and, and fit uh, this, the, the mitzvahs into that number. Fascinating machlokas, we'll, we'll discuss tomorrow, how do you count certain mitzvahs? Are certain mitzvahs one mitzvah, two mitzvahs? Tefillin, shal yad, shal separate? What about the four konfos? Uh, four konfos separate. Shema, Shema at night, and, and how do you determine when do you make what count of mitzvahs? One mitzvah or two mitzvahs? B'shach b'chav kumach, you have to say Shema twice. Is it two mitzvahs or one mitzvahs? Is shal yad one mitzvah, and shal, shal rosh two separate mitzvahs, or is it one mitzvah? Is tefillin, is, 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 is tzitzis, love uh, tcheles and the love on it, those two separate mitzvahs. Or the four, the Gemara Menachos Tavchav Ches that says all four corners are four separate mitzvahs. So we'll, we'll discuss tomorrow, we'll get into that. It's awesome stuff. Have an amazing day.